I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. There's something wrong with my TV. I've been smacking the box on the top, and it's still all these squiggles. Oh, wait, no. It's, it's just a red wave repeating. It's high noon for Monday, November 23rd, 2020. I hope you all enjoyed the interview I put up yesterday with Amanda Milius. If you haven't listened to it yet and you haven't watched The Plot Against the President yet, you should do both of them ASAP or you don't love America, obviously. So let's get right down to the Sydney Powell News. I feel like that should be a whole segment every day. Sydney Powell News. I'm going to start an entire network called SPN. And it's just going to be explosions all day long. Everyone freaked out yesterday in the afternoon because the Trump campaign released a statement clarifying that Sidney Powell is not part of the administration's legal team, nor is she representing the president personally. And... That's not news. Everyone's like, they're distancing themselves from Sidney Powell. It's because of her crazy conspiracy theories. They can't take it. I knew she was lying the whole time. No, you didn't. If that's what you thought when you saw that, you don't know anything. You don't know that she was lying and you don't know that she's telling the truth and you don't know how the stuff works. All they did was clarify the relationship. And why would they do that? Well, because they're doing different things. Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis work directly for the president. Rudy's his personal lawyer. Jenna Ellis is on the Trump legal team. Sidney Powell is free to do her own work without them. And that's what they were saying. I listened to Bongino this morning. You guys all should. Bongino every day. He said he talked to the people in the campaign. He may have said he talked to Jenna Ellis. And they said the same thing. They're on different timelines. They have totally different jobs. The campaign team, the Trump legal team, is worried about individual states and trying to take the best possible route to assure the Electoral College win or to assure that those states cannot certify their votes and send electors for Joe Biden. That's their mission. Sidney Powell is on a different mission, just like Lynn Wood is on a different mission. 
they are all working toward the same goal, which is preserving American election integrity. But they're not doing the same jobs. This is not complicated stuff. The way people react is crazy, but understandable. So on the left, they keep looking for any single thing that will allow them to feel like it's all over. Finally, finally, we have saved the world by showing our friends that Trump is incompetent. Look at this, Trump supporters. What are you going to say now? Ha ha ha, you dummies. We were right the whole time. No. They have not been right about anything. Not the whole time. Not for one day. Not for any single minute in the last five years. They've been wrong about Russiagate. About who would win. About Michael Flynn. About Robert Mueller and Russian collusion about the impeachment, about COVID, about Black Lives Matter, about this election, about mail-in voting, about the polls, about announcing Joe Biden was the president-elect when he's not. And now they've all backed away from that claim, especially the tech companies who no longer call Joe Biden president-elect on their platforms. When Trump talks about voter fraud and says he won now, They don't say this is false information. Joe Biden is the president elect. They say multiple sources have called the race differently. Oh, really? Well, there's a claim with zero information whatsoever. And here's another one. Twitter announced that Joe Biden would be given the special POTUS handle. And the White House and VP and FLOTUS handles, no matter whether or not Trump concedes. Well, that's interesting because one, Trump's not going to concede because he won. It would be stupid to concede. And he's obviously not going to stop fighting. So again, it would be stupid to concede and he will not concede. But that's not really the standard of who becomes president, is it? Of course not. If Joe Biden doesn't become president, Twitter's not going to give him the at POTUS handle. And so saying that Twitter is going to give him the handles, whether or not Trump concedes, is totally vacuous. That is literally a statement about nothing. They're not saying they're giving it to him even if Trump wins. They're saying they'll give him the handles whether or not Trump concedes. That is a different thing that they're saying. Twitter doesn't decide who the president is. There is absolutely no information in what they announced. Oh, the president is going to have the POTUS handle on January 20th. Wow. What a shocker. That's how it's supposed to be. Of course, that will still be Donald Trump. Just another thing to try to communicate to people that Joe Biden won by saying nothing. They're just trying to cause a reaction in the headline. 
and make people believe that they're saying something they're not saying. And it works. It's very effective. A friend of mine who's on Team Patriot sent me this last night and he was like, dude, what the hell is this? I'm like, man, read the headline again. Like, they're not even saying that. And it doesn't matter. Everyone is on edge. They are taking advantage of that. The more worried you are, the more anxious you are, the more control they have over you and the way you respond to them and respond to your world. Same thing with the Sidney Powell thing. They thought that their headlines were going to be able to cause a meltdown on our side. And, you know, some people have their moments of weakness and they're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's all going wrong. No, just chill out. It's all going right. We have to think about the direction of the narrative. Okay. It's what I want to call directional knowledge. They start with the idea that Joe Biden won the election and they tried to push that through and hope enough of the country would believe it, that everything would just stop and Donald Trump would be forced to concede by overwhelming public sentiment, for instance. And so that was their first piece of knowledge that they tried to disseminate, right? Since that moment, the number of times where the narrative shifts in Joe Biden's direction has been zero. No matter how hard they try, they keep saying, oh, he lost this court case. He's lost 22 cases. Oh, really? As if it's like a win-loss record for court cases on who gets to be the next president? Not how it works. Doesn't matter at all. They're like, Rudy lost this Pennsylvania case. Yeah, to an Obama judge, and now it's fast-tracked to the Supreme Court. Kudos. I guess you got him there. People are like, oh, Rudy Giuliani's washed up. Really? Really? Rudy Giuliani took down the mafia. You really think all these people are just incompetent? Especially in comparison to like the people calling them incompetent? Like Chris Cuomo and Chris Christie? When these people show themselves, like Chris Christie did this weekend, they're off the island. That's it. You don't have to worry about what they say. Chris Christie can call everything he wants a national embarrassment. Chris Christie is a national embarrassment. We need to dispense with the idea that Donald Trump and the people around him committed to his cause are stupid and incompetent. It's crazy. I've gone through this a bunch of times and will not belabor it, but they have continually beaten back every single system of power in the world, including the Chinese Communist Party and the old guard here in America. At every moment, they have tried to destroy him, make his life and his job impossible. And that includes many Republicans. 
and he has beaten them all repeatedly. So if Trump is incompetent, then what does that say about every single system of power? And then who are the competent ones? Commies on Facebook? Or commies running Facebook? Speaking of which, Instagram has shadow banned me officially now. My stories no longer pop up in most people's feeds. At the top, they exist only if you search for me, which is incredibly annoying because they knocked down my traffic by 75% in a day. And I'm not sure exactly what I posted on Friday or Saturday that made them so mad, but uh, it must have been something. They got the mads and the sads. And that's okay, because I'm going to keep posting that shit. What's the worst they're going to do to me? All they're going to do is delete my account, which I'm going to do anyway, and which they've already done. So, wah? I mean, it sucks for the people that actually like seeing my shit and that go that now have to go try to seek it out rather than just having it displayed to them. Nice algorithm you got there, Instagram. But seriously, who are the uh, who are the competent people then? Not the guy that took down the mafia. Not Sidney Powell who is a lawyer of great esteem who left her position specifically to go fight governmental corruption and is still doing it and still representing Michael Flynn. She is still representing Michael Flynn. Why would anyone believe that the Trump campaign, that Trump himself, that Rudy, that any of them are disavowing Sidney Powell? That's nuts. And if you don't think you've seen enough evidence to believe her claims, that's fine. I think you're probably not looking or perhaps you're a moron. And it's probably both because something this extraordinary and important is probably worth your time. Just guessing. But fine, you're going to imagine that all these people are just sacrificing their careers and reputations at the foot of Lord Emperor Donald Trump. That's preposterous. And again, it's not like the left has these spectacular lawyers out there arguing point by point and debunking what the Trump campaign is trying to do. And of course they're not. They can't debunk the points because the points are true. If they were false, they'd have no reason to hide them and make sure that their viewership couldn't see them. The idea that one of our greatest priorities in this society should be stopping the spread of misinformation is fucking preposterous and it's so disrespectful to people as thinking people with agency and the ability to decide for themselves what they believe is true. 
I don't need lessons from Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg on how to understand political information and how to understand news. I can just figure it out on my own. And we really have to stop imagining that just because somebody is on TV, that they have some special qualification or that they worked at a think tank or that they used to be in politics. Name three industries more dominated by nepotism. I'll wait. Can't do it. Hollywood. Okay, there you go. The university system. All right. But politics and media and think tanks are way up there. What is the proof of their competence? What is the proof that they know more than we do? There is no proof of that because they're constantly wrong. And so either they're ignorant and should be disregarded or they're liars and should be disregarded. But there is absolutely no reason to believe anything the mainstream media says or to believe any aspect of the central narrative. It is all wrong and it is intentionally wrong and it is intentionally wrong to skew political outcomes because they care about power. They don't care about telling the American people the truth. What could be more obvious? If you have watched the plot against the president, all you need to do is consider for a moment the implication of the truth of that story. If that story is true, that means that the media lied to you, that they covered it up and that they are complicit. And of course they are. They have done it on every single issue since then as well. And to think that they weren't doing it prior is crazy. We know that they are linked intimately as are the tech companies with the intelligence community. And we know the intelligence community is corrupt just as the FBI is corrupt. And it's funny, you know, man, like in any time before now, it would be an entirely reasonable, normal position to be like, yeah, I don't trust the CIA. Or, I don't trust the FBI. We know they set people up. You can know that without knowing anything about the FBI or the CIA because it's so pervasive even in pop culture. And of course, they always make it look like, oh, that corruption was in the past. And now it's just great Americans saving the day. No, not going to give you that one. And so here is Sidney Powell's statement. I agree with the campaign statement that I am not part of the campaign's legal team. I never signed a retainer agreement or sent the president or the campaign a bill for my expenses or fees. My intent has always been to expose all the fraud I could find and let the chips fall where they may, whether it be upon Republicans or Democrats. The evidence I'm compiling is overwhelming that this software tool was used to shift millions of votes 
from President Trump and other Republican candidates to Biden and other Democrat candidates. We are proceeding to prepare our lawsuit and plan to file it this week. It will be epic. We will not allow this great republic to be stolen by communists from without and within or our votes to be altered or manipulated by foreign actors in Hong Kong, Iran, Venezuela or Serbia, for example, who have neither regard for human life nor the people who are the engine of this exceptional country. We, the people, elected Donald Trump and other Republican candidates to restore the vision of America as a place of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You may assist this effort by making a non-tax-deductible contribution to www.defendingtherepublic.org. And then she hashtagged Kraken on steroids. Does that sound like Sidney Powell is going to disappear into the mist? Wandering away to live in exile, disgraced as a conspiracy theorist? Doesn't sound that way to me. It's insane to think that's where this thing is at. So, speaking of directional knowledge again, these narratives in reality travel in one direction while the media continues to try to push the narrative back toward their starting point. It is like a really weird phenomenon that you can watch happen over and over and over and over and over again. Same thing with COVID, same thing with Russian collusion, same thing with Black Lives Matter, right? The Russian collusion thing, Trump still wins, didn't work. Michael Flynn, they do take him down, which is terrible and one of the greatest crimes against America that has ever happened. And then they push Mueller and Mueller was there to find them something that they could impeach the president on. And he wasn't able to do that. So they downshifted and they said, well, he laid out a roadmap to prosecute obstruction. But the truth is he didn't do that either. That was just their like back down position in the narrative. And they've continued trying to use it. Remember how Donald Trump had allowed bounties on soldiers in Afghanistan and the Russians were going to kill them. That wasn't true. But they keep trying to push the Trump is a traitor to America thing. Four unnamed sources said that he called soldiers suckers and losers. That's not true either. The reality only goes in one direction. And when they have staked out a counterfactual claim, which is like the pillar of their narrative. And reality continues to prove that pillar false. Then they continue having to try to backfill the narrative story with new information that supplements the old information. In television, they call that retconning. 
retroactive continuity. Like they say after the fact, no, 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 the story was never that. The story was this, and they shift it so that they can bring a new character in. I mean, soap operas do this all the time. And if they didn't do that, the changes that they make because they have to make them would be too jarring. And people would be like, oh, this, that's fucked up. This is not the story at all. So they contrive ways that the former story and the current story can make sense together so that people don't disavow the entire story. And that's what they're doing now. And they did it with COVID. As I said, initially it was supposed to be the scariest disease of all time. A lot of people went along with that. I was down. I, you know, I stocked up on frozen foods and I made sure to wash my hands a little extra because they told us it was going to be two weeks to stop the spread. And then when it wasn't, and I watched them continue focusing on case counts rather than what was actually happening. And you start learning how they compile the case numbers and the death numbers. And when they actually get announced compared to when the events themselves happened, you start realizing, Oh wait, they're not telling me the truth. And so you can either continue believing their ongoing justifications for why they were never wrong. Or you can see through it and be like, this has been bullshit the entire time. But the reality only goes in one direction. And you can watch which direction it's going. And so to think that somehow all of that is wrong and that the original claim is right is crazy. There has been nothing, again, there's been nothing to support the idea that Joe Biden's status as the pretend president-elect is in any way safe. It's not. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. Joe Biden will never be the president-elect. And since they first called him the president-elect, everything that we have witnessed moves in the opposite direction. But some people don't understand this. They think the starting point is, well, in the past, when the media says it, it's true. So he's going to have to really overturn things for Biden. I don't know if we have enough votes in Pennsylvania. Oh, I don't know if that's going to get us to 270. No, dummy. You don't understand the long game and you don't have the proper directional knowledge. You just keep trying to lump the reality onto the original story. And some people are just doing it because they think it makes them look smart. Like they don't want to say anything bold because they wouldn't want to look irresponsible to fake centrists and commies and maskies. I don't care about that, though. So I'm going to say the bold things that I believe. Because I am looking at this in a way that they are not. And if they want to keep going with their way where they get secondhand information and try to fit it into all the other secondhand information they get, fine. I'm going to look at things like whether or not their claims are rooted or whether they're theoretic. Which direction the knowledge is flowing in. 
how quickly their narratives expire. And then try to take all that holistically. And think about it. In regards to human behavior. They are in full on panic mode. That is why they have continually new stories about everything while we're just chilling out being like, cool, man, this sounds really fucked up. I can't wait till they show the world. That's how I feel. I'm not stressing out about this, pulling my very extremely short hair out, which would be so hard. I'd have to use tweezers. It'd probably be really painful. I'd have all these little bloody pores in my scalp. That's not attractive to anybody. But that's not what's happening. I'm chilling out. I'm giggling. I'm enjoying a football game. I'm having a nice conversation with the female director of the number one documentary in the country. That should be a perfect jumping off point for you to know what these people are capable of. Now, I want to talk about CNN real quickly because CNN did a real funny thing today. A funny thing happened on the way to getting CNN's website up. So they had a headline this morning. It said, vote certification in Michigan and Pennsylvania in question. Then it had a picture of Donald Trump. And underneath the picture, it said, Trump faces a critical week in his last ditch effort to cling to power as key states are on the brink of certifying their results. Yes, very dramatic, CNN. But let's return to the headline. Vote certification in Michigan and Pennsylvania in question. What happens when CNN viewers and readers see that? Well, they freak out. What does that mean? You told me that this was a done deal. Joe Biden is president-elect. I already made plans to go to the inauguration and stand outside. Does this mean I have to throw my t-shirts away? Did Chrissy Teigen lie to me? So they freak out, and then CNN does what CNN does. And they change their headline. Here's CNN's new headline. Trump pressures GOP as Michigan, Pennsylvania are about to certify votes. Now, let's look at the substantive changes of language between these two headlines and what they mean about the story. Of course, the story is the story. Pennsylvania and Michigan are going to have very hard time certifying their votes because what they did is so profoundly illegal and obvious and they're caught. Okay. So that first headline is actually correct. Vote certification in Michigan and Pennsylvania in question. I would personally say they're not in question. They're just not going to happen. But sure, they're in question. Okay. Now, Trump pressures GOP is the first part of their new headline, which indicates that this is Trump forcing something to happen and that he's forcing members of his own party to make that thing happen so that they can set up their next narrative, which will be that this is all a corrupt coup attempt 
on the part of the Republican Party when it is not. It is, in fact, only an admission that there is overwhelming proof of fraud and irregularities in both of those states, which will make it hard to certify the vote. And hopefully the Republicans will stand up for themselves and say, hey, this is bullshit. It's not possible for someone to have achieved 200 votes out of 100 votes, which is what happened. So this isn't about Trump pressuring the GOP, and we can know that because the original headline was that the vote certification was in question, and it is in question, and it's not because of Trump's pressure, it's because of the fraud. Now, the last part of it says Michigan and Pennsylvania are about to certify votes. Well, no, they're not. They're about to certify or not certify. There is no reason for CNN to imply that the certification is fait accompli because it is not. And that first headline should represent not only CNN pushing back against knowledge that is flowing only in one direction. They are trying to scale their narrative back and retcon the whole thing so that people don't just immediately begin disregarding them. But commies and maskies and fake centrists don't want to have that moment of doubt, that moment of fear that causes them to go insane. And then they will attack whatever they can possibly attack because they cannot deal with the fact that they might be wrong and that their self-image is going to be destroyed by what is happening. And CNN knows that. And CNN doesn't want to lose their loyal commies and maskies. So they're going to try to walk them back down this little hill that they walked them up. Because coming right out with it would leave them no options. Commies and maskies would be in free fall with nowhere to turn. Oh my God, CNN, you failed me. But that is what is happening. And now the idea that these states are in question has entered the central narrative. And once something enters the central narrative... The directional knowledge becomes overwhelming because the number of people who are in a state of doubt now based on their own trusted sources has increased and they are going to be more susceptible to contrary information. And so that's exactly what we're going to keep giving them because the knowledge flows in one direction and it is ours. We are on the side of truth and right. We do not have to pretend otherwise. If the commies and maskies around you are making you feel less confident or are trying to tell you that you're less intelligent or crazy or a conspiracy theorist, you tell those commies and maskies to go back to China and Russia where they belong and they can influence over there. 
We are not losing this. This is an information war that we have continually won for the entire time. And no one is giving up on it now, especially not when we know the truth is on our side. I know everyone is getting impatient. But try to get down to the base of your impatience and realize that part of it is fear about what the world will become, which is entirely understandable. But the rest of it is just pressure that you are consuming from culture. And you don't need to consume that culture. And if you choose to, you certainly don't need to believe that the pressure changes what you know. These people on television are not smarter than you and they're not more honest than you. You do not need to be cowed by their bullshit. And when commies and maskies say, even Chris Christie says they're a national embarrassment. Who cares? Why is it that all their points start even this guy says Trump's a dick. Even this guy says Sidney Powell is crazy. Okay. What does that mean? You think you got one from our team? Okay. Like it's Red Rover, Red Rover, send a new commie over. All right. Well, now you got a new commie. Thanks. I'm going to take 10 of your commies and turn them into Americans. You can be Red Rover. I'll be Red Waver and Red Wave the fuck out of all of them. And then you won't have any commies and maskies left, you fucking commies and maskies. And I just want to say one more thing. Because a friend of mine, a good friend of mine who I think I'm going to be able to crack out of this, but I'm not sure. Wish me luck. But he was like, Trump's a dictator, man, last night. And I'm like, man, no, he's not. That doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? And he's like, well, Trump fires all these people, even ones he appointed when they don't agree with him. And I'm like, man, okay, I guess we'll start back at the beginning. These people aren't being fired because they disagree with him, at least not in the way you're implying. They're being fired because they are unfaithful to the country. And it's fine that you don't trust Donald Trump, but everything flows from that. You distrust the man you think that he's a liar or weak or stupid and everything else you are conditioned to believe flows from that, except you can't explain any of those things. So you got to stop saying it. If you can't prove to me or even explain why you believe Donald Trump is stupid or incompetent, then I'm not going to listen to it. And we know why these people are fired. It's not a mystery. 
The information is out there and it is accessible to everyone. The fact that you believe that it's because Trump is corrupt is your own problem. That doesn't change the reality that that isn't the reason. The reason is because these people are corrupt. If you're mad about Chris Krebs being fired from CISA, you're barking up the wrong tree. Learn about who Chris Krebs is. Learn about what he's been doing. And then look at the fact that he attached his name to a letter from his agency saying that this was the most secure election of all time. That is fucking insane. And if Trump didn't fire him, that would be crazy. Now, why hasn't Trump fired Christopher Ray or Gina Haspel? I don't know. Because I don't know the whole story yet. But you have to think he has a plan because he knows what he's doing and he proves it over and over again. The idea that somehow the media has the best information and that our information should flow downstream from theirs is crazy. We, and I mean me and my listeners who do their own research and do their own digging for information, and then the thousands and millions of people online who are doing that on behalf of the country, on behalf of public knowledge, and on behalf of the president, are all doing journalism better than the people we call journalists do it. And it matters. Our information is better than the information on CNN. It just is. But you know whose information is better than that? The president's and Sidney Powell's and Rudy Giuliani's. And the thing is, I'm not even having these conversations with journalists who are at least really well-schooled in the central narrative. I'm having the conversation with people who aren't even well-schooled in the central narrative. And if I didn't care about these people, I wouldn't waste my time. But as I said, I do think that some of them I can get to and wake up. And I'll be happy when I do, because then we can still continue on in life together. But I'm not going to take their opinions as valid because they are getting them from a source that has less information than I do. And so they have a fraction of the bad information. Why am I going to believe or imagine that that's on par with what I say? Or that what you guys say and you believe. I'm not trying to make this about myself at all. I'm trying to make this about them. And I'm trying to tell you that you need to stop allowing yourselves to be cowed and threatened and shamed and embarrassed by these people. Because they are not worth it. They don't know anything. Nothing. Anything. Nothing. 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 And we don't need to know everything to know that they know nothing. It is definitionally impossible 
for Donald Trump to be a dictator or a wannabe dictator. The idea that Donald Trump is just being stymied on behalf of America is crazy. Donald Trump shows no tendency toward dictatorial authority. He was faced with two or more simultaneous crises this year, and he did not assume added power for himself or his administration. He instead delegated authority to states. Donald Trump was not the one who exploited the pandemic to change the rules of voting for fuck's sake. That was commies and maskies too. He has not threatened anything about holding on to a presidency he didn't win. He is simply asking that all the legal votes be counted and all the illegal votes be thrown out. You know, as someone who's not a dictator does. Meanwhile, the other side said, hey, you know what? You just got to believe we won or else you don't care about America and you're trying to start a civil war. And because you don't care about America and you're trying to start a civil war and you don't believe us, we're going to put you in re-education camps. Because you know what you are? You're all a bunch of little wannabe dictators too. Everybody except us wants to be a dictator. Now get on the fucking train car and put your mask on. No, commies, not gonna do it. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. 
or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!